Buenos días from BA. This is a Rorschach Venezuela update from the 18th of May 2023. A quick summary of what's going down in Venezuela. On Tuesday the 16th, Santiago Peña, the president-elect of Paraguay, said that he would unconditionally restore diplomatic relations with Venezuela once he takes office in August. Despite the tense history between the two countries, including the rupture of ties in 2019, this declaration indicates a potential shift in Paraguay's foreign policy approach. Peña also emphasized that Paraguay can maintain a critical stance on the situation in Venezuela and the alleged human rights violations even after restoring relations. This suggests that Paraguay might pursue a diplomatic approach based on dialogue with Maduro's administration while expressing concerns about the political situation in Venezuela. Moreover, in a twist of events, while Paraguay considers restoring diplomatic relations with Venezuela, the Primero Justicia party has unleashed a daring proposal. On Wednesday the 17th, Diosdado Cabello, former vice president of the United Socialist Party of Venezuela, or PSUV, unveiled that the Primero Justicia, or PJ party, has proposed that the Chavista regime control CITGO again in exchange for granting participation to opposition precandidate Enrique Capriles Radonsky in the 2024 elections. CITGO, a subsidiary of Petróleo de Venezuela, or PDVSA, in the U.S., has remained under the control of Juan Guaidó's government since 2019. From Cabello's high-stakes proposals for the opposition to the explosive revelations of alleged crimes against humanity. On Tuesday the 16th, the panel of independent international experts from the Organization of American States, or OAS, delivered significant revelations regarding the alleged crimes against humanity in Venezuela. They explicitly highlighted the urgent need for action from the International Criminal Court, or ICC, prosecutor Karim Khan in handling this case promptly. The panel also accused Cabello and his associates of actively perpetrating crimes such as arbitrary detention, torture, brutal treatment and even sexual violence. Currently, the ICC prosecutor is in a state of inaction, awaiting authorization to confront Maduro's government, which is attempting to evade the consequences of its actions. On that note about the OAS, Andrés López Obrador, the president of Mexico, described the OAS as a useless institution and called for its dissolution. Maduro also spoke about the Organization of American States on Monday the 15th during his fourth program, quote, Con Maduro Más, unquote. Maduro reiterated that Venezuela will not rejoin the OAS, accusing the organization of promoting coups and conspiracies in various countries of Latin America. Moving on, on Tuesday the 16th, the Chavista National Assembly announced that they will be investigating three mayors from the Tachira state for alleged corruption. The mayors are Jackson Carrillo from Junín, 
Jesús Salvador Pérez from San Judas Tadeo and Cliver Ernesto Becerra from Capacho Viejo. The mayors are accused of receiving resources without declaring them, not paying salaries and committing financial irregularities. The opposition is demanding an investigation of other government officials who have been accused of similar offenses. From mayoral corruption investigations to a high-flying restaurant scandal. On Monday the 15th, the National Anti-Corruption Police of Venezuela, or PNAC, carried out a raid on the Altum restaurant in Altamira, following allegations of its involvement in the PDVSA crypto-corruption scheme. Authorities have now seized the restaurant, which is well known for its unique feature of an elevated platform with a 50-meter crane. Recently, Nelsi Blanco Gil, its owner, announced the closure of the business, attributing it to, quote, fear of heights, unquote. Additionally, the PNCC apprehended entrepreneur Rafael Hernández Quintero, who played a role in the restaurant's schemes. More news regarding the PDVSA crypto corruption scheme. On Tuesday the 16th, Tarek William Saab, the Chavista Attorney General, announced the death of Juan Manuel Almeida Morgado, also known as the hacker for former minister Tarek El Aizami. Authorities arrested Almeida on the 5th of April, alleging his involvement in the crypto-pedevesa corruption scheme. Sadly, he became the second imprisoned Chavista to pass away while in state custody. Saab revealed that Almeida had been suffering from cirrhosis of the liver and had been placed under house arrest on humanitarian grounds. Speculation emerged on social media regarding Almeida's absence from the court and raised the possibility that he had endured torture and sustained injuries. Amidst ongoing controversies, from the tragic demise of a hacker to the devastating shooting of a young ridery driver. On Thursday the 11th, members of the Bolivarian National Police, commonly referred to as PNB officers, fatally shot Nicolás Fermín, a 23-year-old who worked as a ridery driver in Caracas. Nicolás had taken the job as a ridery driver to financially support his flight hours and pursue his dream of becoming a pilot. Three plainclothes officers who were not wearing any identification stopped Fermín. Tragically, one of them fired a shot at his head, resulting in his untimely death. Two officers have been taken into custody. From the questionable performance of the National Police to the heroic efforts of the firefighters. On Sunday the 14th, the firefighters in the state of Zulia successfully controlled a fire that broke out in a storage tank owned by the state company PDVSA. A lightning strike ignited the fire, but fortunately no injuries were reported. On a lighter note, on Thursday the 11th, the civil association SUMATE raised concerns regarding the restricted access to the electoral registry in Venezuela, 
which might hinder the participation of over 10 million citizens in the forthcoming elections. Sumate has strongly urged the National Electoral Council to take the necessary measures in order to facilitate registration and ensure timely updates of voter data, thus safeguarding the fundamental right to vote. Furthermore, Sumate has denounced the lack of up-to-date information and the limitations imposed on registration centers expressing their dissatisfaction. Good news! On Saturday the 13th, rescuers found three fishermen who had been reported missing after their boat sank off the coast of La Guaira State. Remigio Ceballos, the Minister of Interior and Justice, announced that they located the crew members of the fishing boat called El Rombero on the shores of Aragua. The Navy, the Bolivarian National Police and workers affiliated with the fishermen conducted the rescue operation. Reports indicate that the boat had been missing since the 8th of May. It appears that the captain lost control of the vessel, causing the incident. From rescuing the fishermen to revitalizing the rainbow path, the journey towards equality and human rights continues. On Wednesday the 17th, diplomats from the European Union and the international community gathered in Caracas to renew the rainbow bike path in La Castellana, commemorating the International Day Against Homophobia, Transphobia and Biphobia, which has been celebrated since 1990. Advocates for the LGBTQ plus community urged society to actively support their rights, while Venezuela witnesses a growing demand for enhanced protection of this community. Furthermore, participants will march on the 21st of May, demanding accountability for human rights issues. Following this news, on the same day, Hector Rodriguez, governor of Miranda State, took a significant step by signing a decree supporting the LGBTQ community. This decree firmly prohibits discrimination based on sexual orientation and gender identity within the state. Throughout the event, the governor strongly emphasized the crucial importance of rejecting hatred towards LGBTQ individuals and actively championing equality and justice. A Spider-Man character with a Venezuelan accent. On Thursday the 11th, the Venezuelan illustrator Oscar Olivares made a viral announcement revealing that Sony Pictures had invited him to lend his voice to a Spider-Man character in the highly anticipated film Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. On social media, Olivares fondly reminisced about a past illustration depicting Spider-Man enjoying an arepa in Caracas and said that now that version might just become part of the thrilling multiverse portrayed in the movie. In his heartfelt post, the illustrator underscored the importance of pursuing one's dreams, noting that even the most far-fetched aspirations can become a reality. And that's it for this week. We are a few people trying to share knowledge with no ads and no screens. Support us so we can keep doing what we love. Check the link in our show notes to support us. Hasta la próxima.